You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up, let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Hello and welcome to The Powerhouse Musicians. As you know, my name is Rebecca. I am your host. And today I have an interesting topic to share with you because I posted this in my stories on Instagram yesterday. And I know I, I follow a lot of you on Instagram and a lot of you follow me on Instagram. If we don't, we should we should swap handles and follow each other. But on Instagram yesterday, I posted in my stories that I was taking my kids to hockey. And it was like the fourth or fifth time that I was taking them to hockey over the course of the weekend just the weekend. They have hockey all week and then they also have it on the weekend. And I thought to myself, what would our world look like if our national identity was centered around music lessons, maybe instead of hockey? Because let's face it, I'm in Canada. A lot of you watching, listening are in Canada. And a lot of what it means to be Canadian is centered around hockey. It's centered around playing shinny, in the, you know, park behind your house in the winter. It's centered around hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights or watching the Leafs play and probably not win again. It's centered around so many different elements. Signing your kids up for hockey is a huge one. So many different things that are hockey-centric, buying to importance and going to the cold rink on an early Saturday morning with your kids, carrying that hockey bag for them or whatever. So many things about childhood and about just what it means to be Canadian is centered around hockey. And I'm using hockey as the example today because that's what it means to be Canadian. But every country has things like this, right? If you were in, say, Brazil, it might be soccer or they would call it football, right? If you were in other countries, it could be different sports. But in Canada, it's mostly hockey. How did this happen? How is hockey our national identity? And I just want to state for the record that I'm not against hockey. I have my kids in several different leagues. I'm carting, obviously, carting them around to different practices for various teams all throughout the week. They love it. But how did it, how do we get here? How do we get to be a country where hockey is our focus and where you can't really, you know, have that Canadian experience if you haven't learned to skate as a kid, right? Because that's kind of what it, what it gets down to, to be like the best parent, you have to take your kids to learn hockey. That's kind of the message that I'm being told as a parent. What if that messaging were different and the identity of being a good parent in Canada or being, you know, a good Canadian meant something musical, not something sports related, right? I just want to go through this thought exercise with us today and with you because I think that there is a lot that we can learn from what hockey teams and hockey leagues are doing. There's also a whole bunch of scandal happening in Canada right now around Hockey Canada. And so they're, I mean, they're still thriving. They're still surviving. Everyone's still taking their kids to hockey. No one's quitting, right? So obviously this is something that is so entrenched in us that we're not just willing to give it up. It's something that we consider important. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of talking about all of the systemic problems in hockey, because there are a lot, you know, there's a, a, a culture that's deeply rooted in 
misogyny and colonialism, a lot of whiteness in hockey. So it's not perfect, for sure, but it's still considered really Canadian. What does that say about us? Okay, let me just walk you through what happens as a parent when I'm signing my kid up for hockey, because I did not know this until I had kids and until they got old enough to skate and be in hockey leagues. But I was shocked. And every year I'm shocked as a business owner, as someone who runs a music school, who attempts to write a, run as tight a ship as I possibly can, who tries to make everything so simple. My whole life is based around trying to get people to sign up for music lessons and making it really easy and attractive for them to do that. So imagine my surprise when my husband goes to sign up my kids for hockey and I learn that there's no online registration. We can't pay digitally. We're going to be lining up outside the arena, getting there early, like you would, you know, like you're buying concert tickets for the next biggest band or something, lining up early so that we get a spot for our kids at just the local hockey rooms. It's not like a special league or something. It's good, but it's not like the best in the world or anything like that. It's not, it's nothing famous about it. It's just the rink that's closest to our house. We lined up early in the morning so that when registration opened physically, like when they opened the doors to the arena, we would be in line to submit the paper form for our kids to be on that hockey team, in that hockey league. Contrast that with music lessons where we've got online forms, we've got people paying digitally. We like put all this thought into how registration is going to work. And still, we're sending out dozens of reminder emails to get people to register in time. We put a lot of effort into making sure people register. This was like one or two emails that they sent us. Like, I think it was maybe posted on their website. Maybe we didn't even get an email. And we had to show up and we had to be there that day at that time to get a spot in the league. So different. And the lineup was like around the block, by the way. Tons and tons of people wanted to do this. Why? because hockey is part of our national identity. Music lessons are not right now. I really think that we can change that, though. I think we can make music something that everyone values so significantly that it would be ridiculous to think that you would have an existence in Canada, or any other country for that matter, and not learn basic musical skills, music literacy, how to play an instrument, how to, you know, maybe compose a very basic piece of music, understanding basic chord progressions, things like that, so that you can listen to music and appreciate it. Just the same way that we watch hockey and we understand it because we've learned about it our entire lives. I think we can change the narrative here. And I want to talk about a little bit of what hockey does in this country, especially in Canada. Hockey's popular in other countries too, but I'm in Canada and hockey's the thing here. So that's why I'm using this as the example. I want to talk a little bit about what sports in general do and what hockey specifically does in Canada that is very different from the way that we approach music. And I think we can learn from them. So a couple of things that happen in a hockey team is they develop a community, right? You're on a team. All the parents are sitting around with everyone else and you're chatting with each other, you're getting to know each other. The league that my daughter t plays on, we travel to the arena where her team is going to play, and people make plans to have dinner before or after the game together as whole families. So there's a community. 
Another thing that happens is uniforms, team photos, okay? Feeling like you belong and that there's prestige involved. One of my sons, who, by the way, doesn't love hockey, okay? Like my daughter, she's 10. She loves it. She's really into it. This is still fairly new. She's, she's been in hockey for a few years, but it's only been the last year or two that she's really started to love it, which, by the way, very similar to music lessons, right? We see that all the time. Kids start out, they might not love it at first, but they stay in it for a little bit. They get good at it, and then it starts to get really fun, right? So not so different. It's just that with her in hockey, the expectation is you're just going to keep doing it until it gets fun because we guarantee you this is fun. Whereas with music lessons, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't quite for them, right? That's the mentality that a lot of parents have towards music lessons. Well, maybe this just isn't their thing. Instead of hockey where it's like, no, this is definitely your thing. It will be fun. Stick with it. It's going to get more fun. So my daughter loves it. My sons, one is eight and a half, one is seven. They don't love it yet. We're still forcing them to go. They're still putting up a big fuss around hockey every week, specifically one, you know, it's like a learn to learn to play kind of league. Like they're not actually playing games yet. They're just learning all the skills and drills. Not so fun, but you need to do that in order to play the game. Kind of like you need to learn scales and building blocks in music lessons in order to play your instrument really well. So they don't love doing that stuff, but they're going and they're doing it. And they were kicking up such a stink yesterday before practice that we were like, you know what? Fine. You want out? You can be out. You don't want to play hockey again? No problem. But we're dropping everything. We're dropping the learn to play league and we're dropping the league where you actually get to play games. It's all or nothing. You can't just do the fun stuff. You have to actually do the work. And they sat down and thought about it. And the youngest one was like, no, I'm really going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going with hockey. Because I want to get to the point where I play on a team and I have my name on my jersey. And I just, I was struck by this. Because that was a level of prestige for him that wasn't available to him at, you know, just like the regular house league level. What what is the parallel for this in music? What is the goal that we are setting for kids so that they can see that if they keep going with this in a couple years, They're going to reach a level of prestige. They are going to be recognized by their peers. They're going to be walking around and people are going to see that they've made it in hockey. What are we doing for this in music? How are we creating that? So interesting to me. My other son also sat down and thought about it. And he was like, I don't really love the learn to play practices, but I'm going to keep going because... I want to play in the NHL one day. And I was like, that's fantastic. You know, I think at this point at eight and a half, he's not the shining star on his team, but you know, I'm not going to tell him no, that you're never going to make the NHL. I'm like, that's a great goal. We're going to work towards that. We're going to help you with that, buddy. Let's, let's get you to hockey practice so that you can get really good. Cause all of the best NHL players, they went to hockey practice and they learned how to skate backwards, do their crossovers. They learned stick handling. What is that in music? What is that equivalent in music lessons? If I look at the music industry, of course, we have, you know, professional orchestras. We have, we actually have a very similar infrastructure of like, quote unquote, famous people. They're not getting paid as much usually as hockey players. But we, this does exist. This like almost celebrity status where you can, you know, Maybe play at Carnegie Hall would be an equivalent to like playing in the NHL or something like that. 
this does exist. But for the average kid, they don't even know what that is. Okay, my son's not going to, you know, when he's complaining about practicing cello, which he also plays, I'm not saying, okay, go ahead, quit cello. And he's like, no, actually, I want to play in Carnegie Hall one day. Why is that? Is it because it's not televised? I don't know. I don't have all the answers here, but all I know is hockey is so ingrained in us, even from a young age, and music is not. Okay, I think there are some families, I think there are some pockets in Canada where this is like music lessons and music education is much more popularized, but I don't think that's the average. Okay, how can we make that the norm? I'm just thinking of all these things. I don't have answers. I just want us to start thinking about it. Because I think that the narrative we've been telling ourselves is that people don't value music lessons. And I don't think that's actually true. I have a music school with over 650 students. That's over 650 parents who collectively decided with their partners, probably a lot of them, that music lessons were in fact important. And they did want to sign their kids up for music lessons. And that's just in one little pocket of the country, right? 650 students isn't really a lot, but it's enough to say, yeah, people do actually respect this. We have music teachers all over the place who have students, beautiful students with parents who really do believe this, that music lessons are essential to a childhood and they are essential to developing a beautiful human being. There is more than enough evidence to support that music lessons is just as beneficial, if not way more beneficial, than playing hockey. And there are people that believe this evidence. Why are we not able to leverage that? I think it's because we're telling ourselves a false narrative that music lessons are not appreciated. We're underfunded. You know, it keeps getting cut from public systems. All of that is true. But what if we flipped the narrative? What if instead of saying, as we usually do, instead of saying we don't value music education in our country, what if we started saying in Canada, we value music education? What if we just started saying that to ourselves? And so that we started believing it because the more we believe it as musicians, as our own community, I mean, unless we start saying that, there, no one else is going to start saying it on their own accord, right? We have to be the first ones to bring that to the public. In Canada, we value music education. Why are we doing this? Well, because in Canada, we, we value music education. Why are we opening up another music school? Well, in Canada, we value music education. Why are we doing education concerts with our symphony and inviting public schools to come as class trips? Well, because in Canada, we value music education. We think this is a good idea, right? As soon as we start telling ourselves the opposite, the opposite is going to happen. If as musicians, is, if as the community, we stop believing that this is valuable, who else is going to advocate for us? We ourselves need to be the one to flip the narrative on this, to say this is something that is necessary in building a strong society. And there are other countries that have done this. So when I posted this on my stories yesterday, my little rant about how I can't believe that we're taking our kids to hockey this much and the world would be a better place if we valued music lessons this much, like as a community, as a society. So many people responded saying, oh, actually, I do value music education that much. And this is what I am doing to support it. So many people replied. One person who was a teacher at my school replied and said, I just spent the summer abroad in Europe, which I knew, 
and she was playing in a, an orchestra there in a program, and it was an amazing experience. And she said, over there, and I think she was in Germany, she said, you go to a symphony concert and there are kids everywhere. It is part of their national identity. I mean, it's Germany. It's one of the centers of classical music. So obviously it's very different. But still, it's possible. It is possible for this to be part of our culture. And we need to start now developing and seeding that in to our culture as it grows. And as Canada is a, a pretty young country globally, right? If we start planting the seeds now that this is something we value as a country and this is something that we're going to ingrain in our culture, what can happen in 50, 100, 300 years? But it's our responsibility to start that now. Instead of kind of getting down on ourselves and saying, like, no one values us anymore. No one wants to do this. No one sees the point of playing music by these stuffy old white men. Part of that is true. There is a lot that needs to change there. But how are we developing our own identity through music, classical or not? How are we helping to do that? How are we changing the narrative that this is an important part of what we see in, in, in Canada, in North America, in globally, whatever, whatever country you're in? Because if we don't say it as musicians, no one is going to say it for us. Okay, we need to be the ones who start this. So. I want you to think about what all the different things are that you can do personally in order to make this happen. Because when I, I just, as a, a little aside here, it's not the price. Okay. It's not the cost. I think a lot of us look at this and we're like, yeah, but music lessons are so expensive. I'm like, huh? Do you know how expensive hockey is? I had no idea how expensive hockey is. We put our daughter in hockey and now we're like struggling to scrape two pennies together because everything is, there are so many add ons. It is the opposite of good marketing, what is happening here. Like we paid for her to be in the program, in the hockey league, which, you know, we looked at the price and we were like, okay, yeah, we can make that work because you love this so much because we all value this. Yeah, but we'll do that. And now it's like there are extra tournaments to go to, the accommodations when you go to the tournaments, all of the transportation, we're driving her all over the city to do this. All of these add-ons are the opposite of good marketing. It's not because the cost is so high that people aren't doing music lessons. Half of these leagues are, I mean, the one that we're in is, is cheap compared to the, the, you know, highfalutin ones. Some of them are really expensive. Music lessons, by contrast, are incredibly economical, which is problematic because as musicians, we're suffering. We're not making enough money. But when I look at these hockey leagues, I'll end my rant soon, I promise. I look at these hockey leagues, they're run by the most wonderful people who are volunteers, who are not getting paid. We do not have like, quote unquote, degrees in sports education. They do not have extensive experience playing the game. My husband has been asked to help coach. He's a good hockey player, but it's not like he played pro or anything. He's just, you know, a regular person who loves hockey and plays often. That's who's running these leagues that we're paying thousands of dollars for. Contrast that with music lessons, where we've got, you know, a private lesson, which is one-on-one -on -one with a qualified professional who has multiple, often two to three degrees on their instrument, right? Several years of specialized education, sometimes on how to teach the instrument, not just how to play it. We have the cost of the instruments, and we don't really have nearly as much in add-ons. You're not going to 
tournaments or tours or competitions or whatever regularly at this basic entry level for music lessons. You might have like a couple of exam fees or something, but like it's not like the the cost doesn't double once you sign up and you didn't realize it. The marketing for hockey leagues is so different and so unthought of, honestly, by the leagues. They just didn't, they didn't, they don't need to. They don't need to do all of that stuff. And we're rolling over trying to just make everything work for music lessons because we have to, because it's just not something that's valued. So in order to make music lessons have the same clout as all of these other things that we think are just like overemphasized in our country, which they are, we have to stop saying we're undervalued and we have to start saying this is something that we value in Canada. This is something that we value in the UK. Playing music, learning music, this is something that we value in Australia. And that's why we're doing this. Okay, let's change the narrative. It starts with us. It starts by saying something different than what we've been saying to ourselves for the last 50 years. It starts with us stopping, saying we're starving artists. No one loves us. No one appreciates us. We don't get any funding. All of that may be true. But in order to change the course of this, we have to start saying, we value this. And, you know, maybe other people will start to listen. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope we can flip the narrative together. I'm here for it. Let's make music just as important as hockey in Canada. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician. Thank you.